A storm system creeping towards New Zealand has similarities to Cyclone Jeta, which hit several years ago. Cyclone Gabriel is now sitting off Queensland's coast in the Coral Sea and is on track to hit the North Island. At the end of this week, Weather Watch's Philip Duncan joins me now. Very good morning to you, Philip. Good morning, Kerry. Thank you for having me. That's okay. You were using very strong language to describe the cyclone. Is it to get the hits on the website or, you know, is it something that people really do have to batten down the hatches for? I can tell you that that my gut instinct on this um, feels like my stomach feels unsettled because I'm looking at weather maps that we don't normally look at. It's uh, I'm seeing things that, you know, in the data that we just don't normally see for the northern part of New Zealand. And the last time that we probably had a storm that was as big as this or, or similar to this uh, forecast would have been probably the 1990s with Cyclones Fergus and Drina. That's where I'm coming from when I'm saying this looks like the worst storm to come into New Zealand um, this century because we haven't really had a tropical cyclone coming in from this angle, this size, and a blocking high pressure zone east of New Zealand, which will slow it down and enhance the rainfall. So there's uh, quite a few uh, features going into this. Now, we have had other storms in the past, like Ether, as you mentioned, very similar, but that storm hit the west coast, Cook Strait, Taranaki, and not to dismiss it for those people that were in it, but the population is just so much smaller on that side of the country than it is for the top half of the North Island for this one. So this one, just from a insurance point of view, from a damage point of view, and from a number of people being affected point of view, looks uh, worse than Gita and up there with those cyclones that we had in the 90s. But I thought we had the worst storm ever last Friday in Auckland. Well, that was not a storm. That was um, that was a heavy one. I mean, you can technically call it a storm, but it wasn't caused by a storm. It was right. caused by rain that, that stalled over us and a thunderstorm that stalled over us. That's really different to what we've got coming in here, which is a big circular system, winds coming in from all angles. You know, that squash zone event at anniversary weekend was a nor'easter that blew for six days in a row. This is nor'east for a while, and then it's going to be the opposite wind direction the following day. Um, and the storm itself, going from being a tropical cyclone to an extra-tropical cyclone, adds a whole other element of um, deepening to the storm and, and the, the size of it. So I understand what you're saying, uh, but this is a very different beast. What can people do to prepare you know, that's a good question too because I've, you know, I've been asked that a few times. I'm an Aucklander. I've got a house in Auckland. There's very little I can really do to prepare other than ensure my, you know, if you've got outside stuff, tie it down or put it away. Um, if you've got vehicles outside that are in an area that can flood, maybe move it uh, because if you're in a street that goes underwater, maybe park it a little bit differently so it doesn't have that same problem. If you're in the more rural areas, um, there's probably more that you can do to protect. Um, being a, obviously making sure that uh, you've got enough food and water. Be prepared for power cuts. Everyone should really be prepared for that anyway. And and again, moving equipment and livestock. Some of the farms that flooded at the Auckland anniversary flood were taken by such surprise by the by the fast moving floodwaters that equipment were you know, damaged and washed away. So this time we've got plenty of warning so people can move things. And just lastly. While we're very confident this storm is heading towards New Zealand, the last part of the puzzle, the exact tracking of the centre of the storm, that still isn't known and may not be known until Saturday even. And that's when you're more likely to get all the warnings from NetServer saying these are the specific areas most in the firing line. I cannot wait until we have a long, calm Indian summer of settled weather and quiet, mundane, predictable rituals that we can confidently 
predict we get to perform on the weekend? I, I couldn't agree more with you. And I can tell you as a weather forecasting uh, weather forecaster point of view, um, the, the pressure on not just me, but obviously all the Met Service team as well, mm. to be accurate, to answer the questions everyone has, to not be too hyped up about it, but at the same time, warning people this could kill you. It's a very fine line to say, yeah. like, don't, don't sound big when you're also trying to say this could kill you. So it's a tough thing, but we would love as forecasters exactly what you're just saying, a spell of a month's weather with nothing happening, and we can worry about politics and other stuff rather than this stuff. Good to talk. Thank you so much, Philip Duncan from weatherwatch.co.nz.